It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Hersema. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. We have a very special guest today on our Friday edition of the podcast. Someone that uh, I've wanted to have on here for quite some time. I'm wearing my Real Hondo Prep polo shirt for those of you not watching on YouTube. And uh, today, someone uh, very someone very important at Real Hondo Prep, uh, pretty much the, the person who's in charge of it all. Uh, we're going to be joined by none other than Marsha Johnson, uh, also known as Dr. Johnson, but I'll let her tell you uh, about all of her credentials. We'll brag on her uh, a little bit. Uh, I would say her greatest achievement is helping me uh, pass Latin class back when I was a a junior high student at Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, She was Miss Keeler back then. She had a a brother who went through the program as well, the great Keeler family. Um, She has since uh, married into the Johnson family, which is uh, synonymous really with Rio Hondo Prep football. Her husband, Randy, actually calls the, uh, the offensive plays on Friday nights for the boys out there. So she's definitely uh, watching from afar, watching closely to the Real Hondo Prep football program, as well as all the other uh, athletic and academic programs at Real Hondo Prep. When I heard uh, Dr. Johnson was the new uh, principal at Real Hondo Prep, I knew uh, it was in very good hands. And uh, I wanted to bring her on the program to talk about the, the great school that I love so much and also just give some insight what it's like being the principal after kind of being affiliated with Rio uh, for so long. And and now to uh, be be given the uh, the reins, to be given the keys, really the keys to the castle, if you will. Uh, that's got to be that's got to be a little pressure. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Um, she, she's done uh, so well in her academic uh, professional career. Uh, it's cool to see that she is the principal of uh, Real Hondo Prep, my alma mater. She also uh, won a basketball championship back in the early 90s. If I remember correctly, there were some really good girls basketball teams there. So maybe she'll fill us in on some of her old teammates, maybe some of her favorite leaders from the past. Uh, we're going to talk pretty much all Real Hondo Prep and, of course, uh, her background, how she found Rio Hondo and everything. So uh, let's not burn any more time. You guys are here to listen to her, Mrs. Marsha Johnson. Let's bring her on the program today on the Get Home Safe podcast. Okay, it is now my privilege to be joined by the principal of Rio Hondo Prep, who just finished her first full school year as the principal, taking over the keys uh, to the castle, if you will. I'm now joined by Dr. Marsha Johnson. Mrs. Johnson, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Great to be with you. You know, you have had an extensive academic career, but I got to tell you, I think your greatest achievement, you're a mother of three now, you're the principal. I think your greatest achievement, though, is helping a young Matt Hersema in like seventh grade pass Latin, explaining (laughs) that and getting him through it. So bravo. It's been many years, but one of your greatest achievements. Matt, you were my first class teaching at Rihanna Prep, so wow. I survived it, made it through cup teaching, so. <laughs> 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 that is crazy. We were your first class, seventh grade? 
First class. Yep. I remember they, I, I have such great memories of that class. You guys were so much fun. <laughs> oh, I, I hope they're all good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, we, yeah, we were a little rowdy bunch. We wanted to, you know, play ball and stuff, but you kept it, you kept it fresh. You always, I remember always being like, you, you tempted us with like pizza parties or something like that all the time. Yeah. Study group, study <laughs> sessions. That's what they were. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I tell people today that I took Latin in high school and they're like, or, you know, cause junior high and high school. And one's like, what, why would you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just what we did back then. <laughs> Makes you feel smart though, doesn't it? Like, touch the Latin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember all the little things. I was like, I I, I heard about this in seventh or eighth grade, Latin. What, why does, I've always wondered why, how far back does Latin go at Rio? Has that always been a thing? I think so. I mean, Mrs. Orsburn, I don't know if anybody taught it before her, but yeah, I mean, it goes, it goes way, way back. It's always, you know, big part. I, we, I'm sure we had some Spanish in there back in the day too. And German, Mr. Johnson taught in German. I remember, but there's all. Oh yeah. <laughs> so how did, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get to, to a lot of other things here, but just while I'm thinking about it. So when you, we were your first class. So when you uh, either volunteered or, or wanted to teach at Rio Hondo, however it worked out, did you get to choose your subject or was it kind of like, Hey, we have a Latin opening. Do you don't know, don't know, know anything about Latin? So I, um, I started teaching the year after I was at the university of Illinois for a year. And when I decided to come back, I needed a job. So I called Mrs. Dowd, who was principal at the time, and said, hey, you got any openings for me? And she's like, yeah, we can put something together. So I just took what she gave me, which was Latin and algebra. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure what else I taught that first year. But then then maybe some statistics. And then I added in psychology the next year. So I just kind of, she just put together a job for me so I could get going and yeah. Yeah. More, more thorns in my side, algebra. How could I forget? You taught me that as well. I got through that. Latin was definitely the most fun of all those uh, statistics. Yeah. All that stuff. Oh man. Uh, Gave you all the hard stuff. It sounded like Uh, (laughs) Mrs. Johnson. I knew you back as Miss Keeler back then, Um, you know, many, many years ago. Uh, Now, you know, you've married into the the Johnson family, which is, uh, you know, synonymous with the RHP football and everything else. But um, where do I begin here? Let's just talk about being principal of Rio Hondo Prep. It's been one full year for you. You guys just had graduation last week. Uh, what's the last year been like? Is it everything you expected? And, and I must add, what a, what a crazy time to, uh, to take the, the principal job in 2021. Yeah. So, um, it, it wasn't something I was necessarily, necessarily expecting to do. Um, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. You know, when I took the job in, um, you know, end of May or June, um, you know, COVID was winding down. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to, you know, launch back into a totally normal year. Wasn't quite that, (laughs) but, um, you know, it definitely wasn't 2020. That was, that was a real, real challenge. So this year has just been great. We had a, um, a great senior class behind me and, um, I've got, um, Edwin Ixta is my vice principal with who I really, um, wanted to bring on the changes for me. And he's really, uh, 
added a lot. You know, there's been a lot of new things that have happened this year, and I'd love to take credit for all of them, but really had nothing to do with, you know, if we've been on campus, like we've had this real, you know, huge makeover um, to the entrance. I have no part in that. It just kind of appeared before me. So that was awesome. And then um, Edwin, along with um, Tiffany Horton, inspired by Ryan um, at his school, um, put together this new house system where we have, you know, kind of like Harry Potter style. We have the four houses that um, the kids um, are part of and they compete and it's just added a real energy to the school that I think has been really positive. So it's been a really great year. Um, great staff supporting me. So all in all, um, super positive, um, but definitely it's been a challenge. <laughs> well, we'll see, you know, to tie it into sports. Now all the great coaches, they don't do it themselves. They they hire really good assistant coaches. You know, I mean, your husband and you've coached before. You know how that works. You're only as good as all the people uh, right beneath you, all your assistant coaches. For sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, so, how's it sounds like you, you you put some people in the right places, which I think is you know what the good head coaches do or principals in this case. Um, what can you tell me about uh, what were you doing? Uh, teaching wise before taking the big uh, plunge into being, being the principal, because that's a big change just from being not the just teachers, but from being a teacher to all of a sudden in charge of the teachers and the entire school. Yeah. So I've been really working with Mrs. Orchburn. Um, I, I started working as Mrs. Orchburn's assistant in RHLA when she was in fundraising. And um, so we've always had a great relationship. And then um, I've been the, college counselor for like 20 something years. So I've had that role. I I've only been teaching two classes um, for quite a while. I teach psychology, AP psychology and AP statistics. And then the rest of my day has been kind of administration, um, you know, like just assisting with different things, curriculum. I've, I've been in charge of that for a while. So it was sort of a natural Fit for me to um, take on some of the roles, but I've never really been in charge before. Um, so that was, you know, a big step. But um, honestly, the the teachers, they just, everybody's, you know, totally on board with the mission and just does what they do. And so my job is basically just like, hey, is this happening? And they basically say yes. And <laughs> Uh, so it's, I mean, I wouldn't want to do this job anywhere else. It's, it's just a great place to teach and, and to work. So now, now being the, the college counselor, yeah, that was definitely, uh, you know, your thing. And it's not a huge student body, but I, I will say from my experience, I mean, you had a hands-on approach with all the students that went through the RHP high school, uh, kind of giving them information for, for college, different ways for financial aid and things of that nature. Do you still continue to work with the students or is there someone else who's filled your spot? So Kirsten Kirby, um, who graduated a couple of years ago from Cal State Fullerton, she's taking on that role. I've been working with her the last year, just kind of showing her the ropes. But she's really taken off and doing a great job um, with that. And, you know, being just out of college, she's right in the mix of knowing what to do. Um, so um, it's that's been a great transition for her and, and totally confident she's she'll probably do it better than I did because she's just – and got all those skills and works really well with kids. So, well, there's a big tribute to you that that in the sense of you've you've done a good job taking RHP students and 
uh, getting them to the next level, we'll say, because it's not always easy. And I think Rio still takes pride in the sense that they want their high school students to go to college. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's it's got to be 90, 95 percent of RHP students, no matter how small that student body is, does go on to graduate college. And is that still kind of the philosophy uh, in the high school academically? Yeah, definitely. And um, our seniors this year, um, you know, a lot of them are going to Cal State schools, UC schools, a lot of them are going to community colleges, you know, so there's definitely, we're not a typical college prep school with everybody trying to get into the Ivy Leagues and things like that, but just finding that path and knowing, you know, um, where they're headed um, more in the sense of like what their calling is and how they're going to serve in the future and whether that's starting a junior college and moving on from there or going big to one of the, you know, more competitive schools, we try to just, you know, the, our, my philosophy was always just find the best fit for the student. Um, and I think, you know, we've had a really good success rate with kids graduating well, and, you know. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always, you know, obviously preaching about my school and everything, my alma mater, but it's, it's like you won't get a better high school experience or real. And we'll get into more of that, but like, you do get that hands-on approach. It is a college prep school. The difference in Rio, I would say, is that it's, I try to tell people, oh, you went to some private school. It's like, no, Rio is completely different than any other private school out there. It's very hands-on. It, it it makes good students, great students. It makes average students, good students. It makes poor students, above average students. I mean, that is kind of, in my opinion, the philosophy. And I mean, I mean, you, 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 you have a PhD. You started at community college, like a lot of uh, Rio students do. It's not where you start. It's how you finish. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, finding, you know, not necessarily the job that's going to make you the most money, but the job that's going to kind of fulfill that, that calling in your life of, you know, serving others. Cause we've worked so hard to build character and getting, you know, getting them that leadership mentality in high school. And we want to take them to take that with them into their future career. So has it been a challenge over the years when, you know, you're dealing with uh, guys like me who are just all ah sports, I can worry about school later and balance. Rio is, is so athletically motivated uh, boys and the girls side of sports that academics sometimes, I don't know, they get in the way, but it's up to people like you to kind of keep everyone on the right track and make academics a bigger priority. I think, um, I think you're kind of a classic example of a Rihanna prep student that, you know, you do the school to get to the sports in the afternoon, but <laughs> we use that as a tool, right? It's like, um, the, the coaches are working with the teachers to make sure they're doing okay in their classes and, you know, doing the best they can. And the teachers communicate with the coaches like, Hey, this guy's got to get it together so he can play. Um, so those kind of two parts working together is really a big, um, part of the, the way we've been successful, especially with, you know, just taking those average students, but challenging them physically, spiritually, mentally, um, you know, to rise to the challenge. Now being the, the college counselor, that was your specialty for so many years. Do you feel that real Hondo prep students at times had an advantage over maybe other students in the college application process because everyone plays sports. Everyone does some type of musical instrument. There's AP classes available. Uh, you can also participate in an arts or drama department. The, 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 the long list of uh, curricular extracurricular activities that RHP students is coaching, volunteering. Does all of that kind of take a real Hondo prep student and, and really uh, make them jump off the page to, to colleges? Absolutely. Um, you know, 
our kids' resumes stand out like, you know, above and beyond most average students. And one good example is uh, we've had huge success with our students that go to the Cal State um, schools. They have um, what are called president scholarship programs where they try to, you know, take a few students who could go to a much better school but choose a Cal State for whatever reason, finances or, or just their major or whatever. And um, just about every year we have students earn, you know, full rides, um, you know, get in these great um, programs where they get privileges and registration and all that stuff um, because they've got a huge list of extracurriculars and leadership experience. And it, it makes a huge difference. And this year or the last couple of years, um, there's been a huge shakeup in college admissions where they, they took away the testing requirement of the SAT and ACT. And there's, there's good and bad to that. Um, but the thing about not having the testing is all they have to go on is grades and extracurriculars. So now it's like our students have, you know, this great resume um, that gives them a huge advantage to get into, into school. So um, not only are they, you know, just for admissions purposes, but once they're in, they just do so well because they're, they're prepared. They, they're independent. Um, so it's, it's working out really well. Well, a, a classic example is, uh, you know, this upcoming uh, senior class, Ryan McCullough is, is a top-notch football player, but from talking to his coaches, uh, it's not so much what he does on the field. What this guy's done in the classroom has really given him a lot of options and schools have been looking at him and the schools are kind of like usually me knowing this being in college athletics before is there's a lot of obstacles with, with players and students sometimes. And it's guys like Ryan who has just excelled through Rio, everything that's been thrown at him. Uh, he, he's a, a top notch student. He's, he's probably a better student than he is a football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's exciting for us to have Ryan to you know, get those opportunities uh, we haven't had a lot of, you know, Division One players, but I think the coaches are really impressed with, um, you know, the kind of student he is and the, the preparation he's had. I think that's, you know, given him a huge advantage in, in getting some of those offers. So. Well, well, what are some cha- possible changes to uh, the RHP uh, curriculum? You know, back when I went, when everyone played an instrument or was in a drama or something, but uh, then I remember we added this, AR reading period uh, towards the end of my high school career. We were like, what, what is, we have to read for 30 minutes a day. Like, it was so tragic. Right. But uh, you know, in in the long run, it was, it was, it was a good thing. I mean, what, what is your, what is your typical curriculum for, for high school kids these days? Anything, anything different or special? Um, I mean, we're, we're still focused on the basics, you know, being such a small school, we don't offer, you know, hundreds of options. Um, we do have, you know, several AP classes, so students can can really excel with that. We still have the AR program, um, but our our big incentive is if if students are getting good enough grades, they get to skip that and have a double lunch period. So that's a little motivator. Um, but you know, we we focus on the basics, um, and everything we teach is what they need for college. Um, we don't we haven't had any major shakeups in the curriculum, although we are, you know. We've got some ideas out there, but, um, you know, really, it really comes from our teachers initiating any, you know, changes they want to make. Um, so I, I think in the next few years, we'll probably see some things, but I couldn't tell you exactly what they'll do. <laughs> well, another thing is very unique at Rio, and I, I don't know if there's any exceptions, but I would say the majority of the teachers 
there. They themselves went through the real Hondo prep program. They went through the curriculum. They kind of understand, they have a, a better feel, I would say, than other teachers would at other schools who don't exactly know what the kids are going through. They know what the kids can, how much they can take, how much they can tolerate, you know, just uh, workload wise and stuff. So I think that is a big help uh, to, to the credit of the great teachers who work under you. Yeah. And it's, you know, being such a small school and knowing what's going on, it's, it's really good to be able to work together. You know, we've got a playoff game or something we got to work around or the drama performance and the teachers, you know, can work to adjust to make it, um, you know, feasible for these guys to do everything they're doing. Um, because they, these students are, it's impressive what they accomplished. I was talking to some parents, um, my youngest uh, daughters in the carry food program for sort of last summer. And we were with a group of parents and they were just talking about um, their observations of the high school kids who are their assistant coaches. And they're just so impressed with, cause I'll see their, their coaches out there coaching on, on Saturdays and the weekdays, and then they'll come and see them playing, you know, in their own varsity sports or performing in their drama production and just realizing how much these guys do and how well they carry themselves. Um, you know, that's, that's, I think what, uh, is the, the, makes me feel the best about, um, what our students are, are doing. Yeah. And, you know, I graduated in 2003, almost 20 years ago, and I still think of those four years like they were yesterday. And, and I do know this, the moment uh, you, your first day of school as a freshman tell you, you, you turn that tassel on your hat as a senior, it is, it's a blink of an eye and everything is such a blur. But again, it feels like it was yesterday and not 20 years ago. So uh, I, I say this to Mark, I say this to everyone who comes on the podcast, I say, you will never get a better high school experience than uh, real Hondo prep. You just do so much in a short amount of time. It prepares you so much for life. And, and, and I stand by it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you about uh, your, your days uh, before you were principal Johnson uh, at one point for everybody, they, you know, just those who went through the carry thing, real Hondo program, um, you, you started uh, this this crazy uh, sports league, Care Youth League. Uh, yeah, I know you had a brother, uh, Matt Keeler. Uh, what was the timeline? Wh when did you begin Care Youth League? How did you discover it? So um, I I joined in about second grade. Um, I had gone to some sports camp in the summer, and they said, you know, you should you take up a sport. And so we found Care Youth League. Um, in the old days, you know, the carriers League bus would just kind of do these pickups at schools around the area. So they came to my school, Emperor School, and there's a whole core of us that just got on the bus every, you know, a couple times a week and rode to care. And um, I just loved it. You know, I just loved um, the leaders were just really supportive. And Mrs. Barbara Taylor was my first um, leader. And she was, I just remembered, she was like kind of a strict, you know, teacher type person, but I just totally was enthralled by her and wanted to just like do whatever she, you know, said. I don't remember much about sports in, in those age and at that age, but I grew up through the program, had Mrs. Sandy Smith, Pam Martin, um, and I just I loved doing all the different sports, you know, and my brother got really into it. He joined, you know, a couple years after me when he got uh, old enough. And um, we were just care kids, you know, through and through. So um, and then when I was in seventh grade, I went to 
Oak Avenue School in Temple City. I really wanted to come to Rio, but my family really couldn't afford it. Um, so I played or I went to school a year at Oak, but I was still part of kind of my friends were all at Rio. The, you know, I was done with care at that point, but I would come and just be part of their activities and stuff. And I would even practice with them and play with them. And in those days, I guess they didn't really have strict rules, but they let me play on their team, the Rio team. And I played um, a volleyball game against Oak Avenue as an Oak Avenue student for Rio Underpress. <laughs> there you go. I love it. The loyalty started early. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't make the Oak Avenue team. So then we, I came on the Rio team. And I, I'm pretty sure we beat them. So. Oh, I love it. Incentive. Oh, right. That's great stuff. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. So then I, I, I wanted, you know, I really wanted to come to Rio and I, I, you know, again, couldn't afford it. So my coach at the time was Pam Martin and she just fought for me to be there. And we did yard sales. I sold candy and we made it happen for that first year. And once, um, once I started, I had a, an aunt, a great aunt who, um, you know, just was a big part of my life. And she saw how much I wanted to, to come to the school and that it could be such a good, um, support for me and my brother who kind of had just a rough um, family situation. And so she started supporting us so I could be here. And that was uh, the rest of history, I guess. Started in. Started when? I started. So (laughs) I went to Oak Avenue as a seventh grader, but I, when I came to Rio, I was also a seventh grader. I don't know if you know the story of the, Oh, yeah. I did hear the, yeah, the, the everyone, everyone red shirted apparently, you know, to put it <laughs> yeah, in exactly. sports terms. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they, you know, had everybody start back a year. Um, so in high school, you got, you know, you're a little bit older, a little bit, I don't know if it was a sports thing or I don't know exactly the history of where that started, but when I entered high school, they changed that. So my class, um, entering ninth grade had to either continue as um, kind of a year behind or jump up to the next class. So I actually jumped up to the next class because um, that's what my family wanted me to do, you know, just yeah. financially. It was easier for me sure. to just <laughs> get on your list. So. Well, let me, let me ask you about uh, something you touched on there about, you know, uh, I think the number one issue with uh, kids going to Rio that comes up out, I would say number two is distance. Sometimes I was, you know, at an East kid, I was 15 miles away or whatever, but I would say the cost is something that comes up immediately for a lot of kids. And uh, I can't afford that. We can't afford that. And there's just been so many students over the years who have kind of been in that, that situation and the organization, the school, Rio, the, the people, the leaders, they are willing to work with students to help not there's no, you know, free passes or anything, but help kids find work, help them earn their way in. And that's not to me, unlike any school out there, uh, other, other schools, uh, I'll just, I will leave it at that. They don't quite uh, do that. But um, what, what is, what are your thoughts on that? It's something you had to do. And, and I'm sure even today there's opportunities for kids that uh, maybe do have financial issues. Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, our tuition, if you compare it to any other private school, the student we're doing is like, it's really affordable to start. Um, But, you know, we're taking kids from the care program who often are from, you know, just middle class, not necessarily college educated families. So it's a huge burden. Um, So we do, you know, we offer financial aid that's based on, you know, their need. 
We also offer scholarships. So we have what's called the Care Merit Scholarship. So kids who are, you know, faithful to the program, um, doing assistant leadership, doing, you know, everything that we expect a good member to do, you know, we offer scholarships for that. And, and we'll work with any family that um, really wants to be here to find a to way to make it happen. And we've got, we've got a lot of great members that, um, you know, it's, it's a struggle, but, but they, um, we, we work with them to find a way and it ends up being a really good experience for them, especially when they have to earn a little bit. So they're like invested themselves. So overall, it's a, it's a really great um, opportunity. Oh, oh, definitely. And, and yeah, I, I love that word earn. I mean, uh, it's good to learn that at an early age. And I know I did, you know, I was uh, blessed with, with uh, great parents who, who pushed me and uh, definitely made me earn my fair share of things at times. And so uh, it's great to hear that Rio continues that, uh, you know, assistance, we'll say options for, for families out there uh, that are seeking it, that really want to be there. So that, that is uh, absolutely great. Uh, Mrs. Johnson, you go into uh High school and, you know, high school, uh, sports, uh, academics. I mean, everything is a lot more serious than you happen to be in high school in a, kind of a, an era at Rio where there were some pretty good sports teams in the boys and girls department. So tell me about your high school experience. So I wish I could tell you I was like, you know, super athlete right in the starting line of every sport. But I was I was more of a support player um, on one of those great teams, um, our basketball team. So. We, um, my graduating class, there was no class above us and there was a small class, um, above them. So when I was in 10th grade, um, the 10th graders were the varsity basically and ninth and 10th graders were, were varsity players. So we, um, had the opportunity to like really build, um, you know, as a team. Um, and by the time we were juniors and seniors, um, did really well. So our, our basketball team, um, Pauline Camden, now Murphy, Lindy, Lenny Joe, um, Noel and Alana Hampton, um, Michelle Johnson, they, they were just like the core of the team and, and just really intense, really, you know, as a team, we were just really, um, you know, together, you know, united because we've played together for so long. Um, and uh, so it was really fun to be a part of that. And in those days, you know, we'd go into the playoffs and there'd be road trips that would be, you know, way up Northern California or, you know, middle California. So we'd take a couple of days off school to go, you know, like, I feel like yeah. there was a couple months there where I don't remember being in the classroom because it was like boys <laughs> basketball team one day and the girls basketball team the next week and we're just on the road the whole time. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> It's a, it's a good problem to have, right? Uh, we can catch up with school later. Let's go win some playoff games. Uh, what do you remember about that, that championship uh, season? Where did you guys, uh, where was that championship game at? You just mentioned a bunch of great players there. Uh, I'll say their maiden names uh, just because uh, Pauline Hampton, L- Lindy Joe, uh, and, and the other, you know, the other Hamptons uh, sisters and such. But w- uh, where was that championship game? Who did you, do you remember who you guys played? Uh-huh. That I have blocked all that. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I, I remember the moment. I remember the feeling. I couldn't tell you anything about, about the teams, but you got to sure. go to Mrs. Murphy and Mrs. Joe because they will remember all those stories. <laughs> okay. Not a problem. I, I can definitely, uh, I'll get them on here very, very soon and chat about it. Uh, you know, I, I asked this question because uh, I knew a lot of guys that knew uh, Mr. Johnson, Randall Johnson, who was your coach on that team who ended up being, uh, father-in-law, uh, you know, you married uh, his son, uh, Randy, 
uh, down the road. But what was Mr. Johnson like uh, as was what was he like as a girls basketball coach? I, I, I'm not uh, saying this in a I don't know how else to say it. Like we all knew him as kind of a tough nosed football coach. And then for him to go coach girls basketball was kind of like, can you be the same guy or not? What was he like as a girls basketball coach? So um, I think he was different with the girls than with the boys, but it was definitely um, a challenge, you know, like for girls emotionally to like, you know, (laughs) back up and and come under him. But um, he was, you just knew that he loved you and supported you. So even when he was yelling at you or he, he, most of the time it would be like a sarcastic comment, you know, that would, if you were sensitive would like kind of hurt your feelings, but then you just like, okay, this, he, he's doing it in love. You know, he's just trying to challenge you in a fun, you know, um, way. So uh, yeah, I think being with him for several years, you really got to understand his way of, of communicating and, um, you know, working with girls. Obviously, I, I enjoyed that side of him because my husband's very much the same. You just got, got that personality. So had I yeah. known he was going to be my father-in-law, I probably would have practiced a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Yeah, my favorite sport. And I kind of, you know, again, I was on that team with all these great players and I was kind of like, well, I'll, I'll be the cheerleader. <laughs> hey. Bring that GPA team GPA up, right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be that contribute any way you can. Hey, uh, role players, role players. I, I yeah. Cookies for the pregame, you know, dinners. <laughs> hey, it it takes it's every piece of the puzzle that needs to be in there, you know. Oh, that's that's that great. You know, yeah. Randall Johnson Sr. and your husband are both very fluent in sarcasm. Yes, uh, <laughs> they've always been. Is what's it like? I mean, most guys know uh, your husband, Randy. I mean, is, he's that way all the time, even with you and the family. So it's interesting. He's not at all that way with me. Um, I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know why, because I don't mind it. But, and he's got um, one pretty sensitive daughter who uh, <laughs> he learns to kind of like, you know, negotiate that. So he, he really has a very sweet and um, kind side, but. Um, I love the, the sarcastic, you know, <laughs> simple side as well. So. Well, I'll tell you this: when when he was uh, an athletic trainer before he was coaching, uh, before he was coach, uh, you know, calling the plays on, in the football games, he was the he was the athletic trainer. And man, yeah, you want to talk about uh, uh, bedside manner? Uh, that's Doctor Mister <laughs> Mister Johnson. Uh, he goes, what what do you got? Wussitis? What is wrong with you? Like. <laughs> <laughs> he was very just to the point. I'll say this: he made the boys tougher. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> He's mellowed a little because I know he doesn't want you know kids going out there with concussions. <laughs> yeah. Been the whole days, but, but yeah, he's, he wants he wants everybody to you know obviously be healthy, but do their best and keep fighting. So what what's it like for you? Uh, I mean, principal or non principal, but. Uh, going to Rio Hondo football games are very special. All athletics there are, but Rio football kind of stands apart a little bit. And, uh, you know, your husband's out there calling the plays. I mean, do, do you, do you watch, do you watch the game from that standpoint? Like, Oh, he, he just called that play or do you even care? Or he just kind of like, uh, just kind of watching everything and, uh, he's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I kind of let him do his thing. I love watching football, but I'm not a great student of the game, you know? So I just kind of, cheer from a very general standpoint but he'll sometimes talk but actually I usually hear more about 
the games for other people about what Randy did or plays called and stuff. They'll talk about it. Randy, he never really talks about it. Um, afterwards he's kind of just that's his thing he does it at school but mostly I go to the games and just I love the atmosphere I love you know just watching the kids that I teach you know out there on the field just to see that um that other side of them but um it's I'm mostly a distant spectator (laughs) yeah yeah I think I've seen you and uh you know Claudia Cars maybe the coach's wives kind of walking around and they're you know now that you're principal though you know you got a little more uh, I don't know yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a person, you're a big, you're a big, oh, there's, there's Mr. Principal Johnson, you know, you know, a little different. <laughs> it does, it's a different vibe at the games, you know, like people, it's a little more. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for sure. Well, uh, Randy does an outstanding job with the, with the boys, uh, you know, in football and uh, just a, a great guy speaks that sarcasm and such that we talked about, but uh, man, what your, your, your kids, you see, you had a, a senior, a soft, an upcoming senior sophomore and now a seventh grader. So uh, you got principal Johnson and then sarcastic football coach, dad uh, in, in under one roof there. That's got to make for quite the household. Yeah. <laughs> so my kids are, are very much like um, my husband. They're just really all sports all the time. Um, and they, they love, you know, just being really competitive and he, He's great with them because he, he, you know, he's really not all about winning and he, he makes that clear. Like he doesn't care if they win a game, but he's, he's, um, he's really good with them at just getting them in the mindset to be competitive and have fun. And they, I think they really do. And they, um, you know, they weren't blessed with great athletic genes necessarily, but they've got that Johnson work ethic. And, um, and so they're really enjoying, you know, they're just, just hundred percent Rio, um, you know, got that care philosophy of just working hard and, and having fun and being part of the team. So it's been really fun watching them the last few years growing up. How did, how did, uh, how did they take to the, how did your kids take to the announcement of, uh, Hey, mom's going to be principal. I mean, was <laughs> it like, Oh no. Or was it like, cool mom? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting conversation. I was, I was very worried about it. Like I did because my kids are very independent and it like even when coming from Pearl Prep into Rio, it's like, oh, I gotta be on the mom's campus, like just like keep your distance. And I try to really respect them and I will always have like um I'm at at school I'm the teacher at home I'm mom and I you know try to keep those boundaries. Um but it was definitely like a little bit of a like what? <laughs> You're doing what, Tom? You know? Um <laughs> And I think if you ask them today, I, I haven't asked them recently, but I, I think they're kind of okay with it. And again, it's it's nice to have Edwin as the vice principal. So he does most of the interaction. It, you know, my kids sure. aren't in the principal's office every day, at least so far. So, but if, you know, he, he kind of takes um, care of that kind of stuff. So if there was anything that, you know, administration-wise, um, I have that buffer. So, oh, yeah. but, you know, they're just, um, I think they're probably embarrassed by me sometimes, but <laughs> that's what moms do. It's all good. It does, you know, it's, it's, that's their job. You got, uh, well, your oldest daughter, she's got that, uh, she got that Senator name, future Senator Reagan Kennedy Johnson. And then, right. uh, your son middle, Landry. Now that, that was after Tom Landry, right? That Landry Bryant. So Tom Landry and Bear Bryant. Uh, ironically, wow. my daughter has absolutely no interest in politics, and 
My son, he's got the mind for football. We're still waiting for the growth spurt, you know, to get him <laughs> on the field. But uh, he might be a coach someday, so he might fulfill that Landry. <laughs> and then, and then, what's your youngest name? Bryce. Um, Bryce. So uh, we very cool. The, the uh, so it's Bryce McKinley. So McKinley. So we <laughs> just. Um, we got Reagan, the president, right? Then we have Landry Bright Johnson, that's LBJ. So we tied in the little president thing. And so just for fun <laughs> with uh, Bryce, her middle name is McKinley. So we had Bryce McKinley, like for the national parks, except for Mc- Mount McKinley now is, has a different name, Denali. So we blew that one. But <laughs> Wow. I, I don't know if all parents put this much thought into the names as you guys do, but that's impressive. We had fun with it. You know, we want to just, you know, I, sometimes I think, did I give my kids Names that are too weird, but too late now. <laughs> <laughs> no, too late. It works for him. I remember you guys topped the, the Reagan Kennedy Johnson with uh, Lion, Landry Bryan. I went, oh, I bet I know who picked that one. That was, <laughs> that was, like, <laughs> that was great stuff. Oh, my goodness. Uh, having too much fun. So uh, great, great experience at Rio. Would you say you're still able to talk to today's students about your experience, can, can you still relate to the kids as they are now, even though, I mean, it's been 20 years for me, a, a little more for you, but like, it still feels like, does this, I should ask you, does it still feel like yesterday when you were in high school and, oh, yeah. and fast forward? Yeah. It totally does. And it, it, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but you can do the math. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. is, am I really that old? Cause I don't, I feel like I was, you know, 20 yesterday and I high school does seem a little bit farther away now especially now that I have high school students you know kids myself but um I love um just getting to know where the kids are I don't you know I'm not a big like social media um type person so I have a little bit of a disconnect there sometimes but I try to just kind of joke about it and let them think I'm out of it. (laughs) That's a good, no, that's good. That's probably a good thing. A disconnect there. We should all disconnect a little. Um, uh, well, well, let let me ask about, uh, after high school, um, you know, it all ends for us at some, some point and it's like, it's everything to us. I, I, what am I going to do now? You know, I'll get, I'll go to college, but, uh, did you know exactly what you, what path you wanted to go in in college or did you kind of, just try everything. What was kind of life like for you after high school? So I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, a couple of years ago, Mrs. Orsburn had found, uh, she must have been cleaning out her files or something, and found um, something I'd written as a high school student where I said, I, basically, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to be a teacher. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that was not my plan. Um, and so I ended up, you know, majoring in psychology and getting a doctorate and um educational psychology, but I didn't, you know, going into to, um, college, I didn't even know what psychology was. So I was just, you know, I went to college just like, I liked school. So I figured, you know, I'll take some classes, figure out what I want to do and kind of just led, led towards that path and, um, just really enjoyed learning about how people think and learn and, um, you know, got really into that. Um, and then I ended up going to graduate school and just, I, I, I could, took a lot of, you know, um, twists and turns on my journey, but ended up, um, having a degree in education, um, that was perfect for what I'm doing now. So. (laughs) 
Isn't it so funny how we say, oh, no, I don't know how many times I've said in my life, oh, I'll never do that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And you end up doing it years later and you're like, oh, that's funny. God laughs at us when these things yes. happen. But uh, what, so why uh, it's, I, I ask only cause I don't know many people, students that went to UC Riverside. Uh, what made you uh, go out to UC Riverside? There's a ton of great options here in, in California, uh, but what made Riverside stand out to you? So um, I started at PCC because I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. When it came time to transfer, so I was in Arch Way, and really, you know, my life was centered around Carrie Riverside Prep already. You know, my friends were all here, um, so I wanted to still be a part of that. Um, but you know, education was important to me. I considered UCLA. I kind of had a couple friends that were doing that, but. Um, you know, for me to do that and still be part of care wasn't really going to work. So I ended up going to Riverside, which is actually farther, but, you know, it's kind of against traffic. So, yeah. and back in that day, you know, gas was 89 cents a gallon. So you could do that. You know? so, it was, it's like almost exactly 50 miles each way. So it's a hundred miles round trip. I could obviously couldn't do that now. And, and, you know, commute. Um, but um, I, I really liked it because it was um, a UC campus, which is a little more, you know, prestigious, competitive, um, a lot of, you know, the things I wanted, but it was small. It's a lot bigger now, but it just felt um, a lot more intimate. And I really got to know professors, had a lot of opportunities to be part of um, research groups. And um, that's what led me into my graduate work. Um, Cause I just, I just, got to really dive in and be part of things. So um, I'm really glad I chose it. But, you know, when I tell kids now, you know, I give them the options for, for applying to colleges and I say, you see Riverside, they're like, eh, you know, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's mostly because it's like in the middle of nowhere, right? It's just like out in the desert. It's not any better or worse than like UC Santa Barbara, but Santa Barbara's right on the beach. So of course that's going to be what people want to get to. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So it was, I, it was a good, ended up being a good decision. I ended up going back there um, as a graduate student, um, to be, mostly because they had exactly the program I needed, and I it was offered in the afternoon. So I was going to graduate school while I was teaching. So I was probably teaching you Latin while I was like doing my homework in between because I was trying to like balance all that. But it made it possible because I could teach all day and then go to school in the afternoons, evenings, and and make it work. So. Wow. That's uh great stuff. Yeah. The, the, I've been on that campus a few times, the high uh, UC Riverside. It's, it's definitely grown quite a bit since, uh, you know, a few years ago, but uh, now you, you really can't go wrong with, with colleges here in California, uh, Southern California specifically. And I think Rio is fortunate to be surrounded by a lot of options because some kids, they want to look, Oh, I want to go far away. Some kids, they want to Cal state a JC or a UC. And it's like pretty much have everything you, you, uh, you desire here. And do you, do you find that, especially with your college um, counselor work that you did, the fact that like most kids, you didn't know what you wanted to do. You started community college. You kind of went to a school that was different than, I mean, do you feel like that experience really helped you be better at the college counselor thing, all the different advice you had to give to so many different kids? Yeah, for sure. Having, you know, having gone to a lot of different types of schools and jumping around with my majors and stuff, it, it really helped. And yeah, you're right. It's like, there's so many options just in our area. So, you know, most of our kids do just kind of stay local because they find, you know, some kids, you know, want to get away, but I don't know. Most of our kids just want to just 
stay around here and, you know, not go too far. And it's, um, it's really fun to take them. So the 10th graders, we take them to like different campuses around. Did we do that with you or is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 anything to get out of class. I was all for it. It was great. <laughs> so we take them to a you know, UC school, a Cal State school, a private Christian school, a private just you know, regular liberal arts school, and they just get the range of it and see all the different options. And yeah, you, you right in their backyard, you can find whatever you want. So it's, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you went, uh, you went to school at Illinois for a brief time. Tell me about that experience. Yeah. So I was, I was at UCR doing um, a lot of research um, in my undergrad years. And I decided that's kind of what I wanted to pursue. So I went out there intending to do a PhD program. I was there for a year. Um, and I actually did research with babies. It was, it was fun. It was, it was very different. Um, but I got to live in Champaign, which is a college town. It's like, you know, this big college just in the middle of cornfields. There's nothing else around. It's a couple hours from Chicago, a couple hours from St. Louis, but you know, you just got the real college experience there. Um, I got to go to you know some Illini football games, basketball games, and just be part of that. Like it's it feels like the Rio, you know, football experience, but like a hundred times bigger, you know, just everybody, oh, yeah. the whole town just descends on the football stadium on Saturdays. And it was just so fun, you know, to be part of that um experience for a little while. It was way too cold. <laughs> I, I could not handle the winter. Um, and ultimately I decided that wasn't really you know, meant for me is kind of the uh, really just intense PhD program where everybody's just cutthroat and stuff. And I'm that's I'm not really all about that. So end up coming back home. But it was it was a wild year and a, a great experience. Oh, that's again. I mean, you you single handedly have been able to can provide uh, uh, some advice for students uh, for everything out of state college. You see Riverside. I mean, you got, I mean, it, it's in good hands. And and again, when I heard you were taking over the reins of the principal, I was like, yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> she, she's just, she's done it all. And from an academic uh, standpoint can really provide some advice for uh, all the students. So uh, again, was all at the time you're doing college, no matter if it's undergrad or, or graduate work, like it, you just feel like you're never going to finish. But looking back now, is it kind of like, man, that was all a blur? Yeah, it was a very long blur. <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, you know, I went to Illinois for a year, then came back to teach, took a year off of graduate school, then went back to school, got married, decided like it was, it was just a lot. So I just took a year off again and then got back. And eventually it took me 10 years to get my PhD on and off. So, uh, and ultimately I only finished because my daughter was born and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta finish this. <laughs> 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 so, it was a long, it was a long process, but, um, it was, it was a great experience. A lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of work. Um, but I'm really glad I did it. Cause at one point I was like, maybe I just won't finish, but I knew I couldn't live with myself if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get it done. So I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. And in the fine, in the fine print, whether it's a bachelor's degree, a associate's degree, a PhD, 
I, it never says on there how many years it took. No matter how hard you look, it doesn't say. I've looked. I looked at all of them. It doesn't say the length of times served or yeah. anything. So, and I also, uh, I also tell my students that like it doesn't say that you started at PCC. So don't worry about that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it does not. It's all about finishing. So, uh, real quick to end to wrap it up, kind of here. Uh, I want to ask you about. Uh, the real hondo prep enrollment um, since you are in charge now and maybe there's other I don't know is there an admissions department or whatever but um, you know Rio's enrollment has always been small um, you could probably only have so many students because of the campus size uh, what are your thoughts on maybe Rio expanding uh, how big could it get or what are what are the obstacles in that regard or just talk to me about enrollment yeah so we're going through some growing pains right now we got um we got quite a few new students um, during and through the pandemic who were looking for other options, you know, so um, our middle school um, really grew through that time. And so we're adding a couple of teachers to help support, you know, so that our, our homeroom teachers aren't overwhelmed. And then we also, um, and it's Mark Carson that really is spearheading the, the admissions um, department. He's going out and talking to other you know, schools and the care kids and everything. Um, but we've had a pretty big uh, influx from some other private schools um, who've heard about us as, um, you know, like the leadership training we do, the Christian environment we have, and that we're, we're not just Christian, we're like, we're real, you know, that we, we really do try to teach the faith by example. And um, a lot of parents really appreciate that. And when they've heard about that, they've, you know, been interested and the word has been spreading. Um, so our ninth grade next year, um, we've actually opened up a second um, class. So we've got almost 40 students, which is for us, that's huge, you know. Wow. Um, <laughs> so uh, and and word of mouth is just getting around. I, I get a new application every couple of days, you know, just someone that's um, heard about us through a friend of a friend who's, you know, had a good experience here. So uh, we love that. Uh, we do, you know, we as we grow that we want to make sure that we're still providing that, you know, personalized experience because that's what makes it special is the kids, you know, they're not just a student that comes to school from eight to 10 goes home. It's all about being part of its team and, you know, really getting in and um, participating in different activities. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's not just the academic day. So um, as long as we can keep that, um, Mission going, we will we'll keep accepting as many students as we can take. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, you got to keep the foundation that has made the school great. And, you know, I don't think Rio's ever going to compromise its values or anything, but it is cool to hear that uh, there's a little bit more. Uh, oh, people, op- people are open more to the idea now of, of kids transferring. Or for a long time, it was like you only went to Rio if you were a care, care youth league guy, but that's changed. And even now, with maybe even some uh, high school, and there's been a few here and there, but it seems like it is more open and uh, the enrollment is, is definitely benefiting because of that. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard transition for kids to go from a public school to our environment where we, you know, we definitely expect a lot of uh, out of them. And so we really try to prepare them and, and make sure it is the right fit. Because um, if they've come through the Care Youth program, you just understand, you know, and that's why it worked that, that way for so long. And um, so when we bring in students from other schools, we really try to sit down with them and, and explain, you know, you're going to be on a team. I know you've never played basketball before, but you're going to play basketball, you know? So, <laughs> and, and sometimes it's 
like, no, this is not for me. But um, a lot of kids are just, you know, willing to give it a shot. And um, it's, it's worked out great for a lot of them. Well, and, and finally, the, you know, the uh, international students, that's been a very big thing for Rio over the years, uh, having uh, p- kids from all over the country who've come to Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, and it, it's got to be funny telling, uh, you know, a kid from Japan or a kid from Vietnam, hey, you're going to play uh, tackle football. You're going to be on this team. You've probably <laughs> never done this before. But uh, so so that obviously is a little different. But uh, where, what about the, the international students? Is that still um, something for that's pretty common at Rio or has it kind of declined a little bit? Well, we've had a little bit of, you know, a slowdown because of COVID, you know, yeah. not being able to get visas and come in the country, but that is starting to pick back up. And we really, you know, again, try to work with them, make sure they know what they're getting into, but we've had some <laughs> pretty good success with students coming in, you know, football's a big ask, but, um, a lot of times they do really well in boys volleyball, um, even basketball. Volleyball is a good one because most boys haven't played their whole life. And so they're kind of on equal footing with, um, mm. with some of our kids and they can get in and we've got some international students that, that really have been successful there. So we try to find a place, you know, for everybody to, to succeed when we're there. <laughs> no, that's, that's a great way to sum up the, uh, the Rio, uh, the Rio experience. I think, uh, with you at the, at the helm, I think great things are, are happening and, uh, uh, yeah, the future is bright. I mean, you're following in some very big footsteps with Mrs. Dowd and and Mrs. Orsburn, but I, I think you've picked up the torch uh, quite well, and uh, things are off to a fast start. Thanks, Matt. It's it's been really fun talking to you and just like talking about the past, talking about the program. I love what you're doing with this podcast. Um, it's been fun to listen to all the other conversations you have with other alumni and just like what an impact <laughs> the school has had on on them and um yeah it's it's great i appreciate it it's fun to give backs in some form or another and it's nice to kind of bring people together with something and we definitely needed that a couple years ago and so here we are now and uh yeah i'm excited about the new podcast uh, coming up a charge to keep that it's mostly football centric you know me but i may i may spill into some other sports as well we'll get kind of an rhp uh radio net uh, football radio network going here that's the that's the plan anyway so i'm excited for that as well <laughs> yeah well give my best to the uh the johnson family uh looking forward to uh, another school year although you're a couple summer months here now where you don't have to worry too much about school right more work to do behind the scenes well i'll let yeah. you get to it mrs johnson thank you for helping me in latin and algebra and all those other <laughs> things by the way i can't thank you enough <laughs> thanks a lot man this was fun I am often told by listeners of the podcast, man, you do a lot of real Hondo stuff. Well, it is because I am uh, incredibly grateful for the high school that I went to, for the people, for the fellow students, the teachers, the alumni. I mean, it's all one big family. We've all gone different directions in life, but it's nice to have that that common thread. And I will say that uh, Real Hondo Prep is in great hands with Dr. Marsha Johnson uh, leading the way as principal. Her first year was definitely one uh, that was memorable, we'll say, uh, starting off in the fall of 2021. But um, uh, she's she's doing great stuff, and and Rio has some really big things ahead of ahead of them. And I'm just uh, really happy to see someone like uh, Mrs. Johnson at one time, Ms. Keeler, my Latin teacher, my algebra teacher. Oh, I don't know how how she helped me pass, guys. I got to tell you, all the all the teachers I bring on here, I owe them so much gratitude. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today uh, doing a 
podcast in the middle of the day. That didn't, that didn't sound right. But anyway, Dr. Johnson, thank you so much. Uh, Randy Johnson, her husband, you're next, man. I got to get you on here. I want you on. I want to talk real Hondo offense. So what you, you can make fun of me. You can do whatever you want. I, I was a, you know, I was a wuss back then. Didn't have much of a pain tolerance and you toughened me up. Maybe not enough, but anyway, uh, Hey, let's, let's have you on here. Talk some real Hondo prep football. That would be great. Anyway, uh, Dr. Johnson can't thank you enough. Keep leading the charge for the real Hondo prep. Uh, you know, the way of life, the real Hondo prep experience. Uh, I'm going to keep talking good about my school as, uh, as long as people will listen. And uh, I just, I'm excited for, for everything they have and moving forward guys, I'll wrap up today's show and our week of shows. There's only two of them. Usually Tuesdays and Fridays, Tuesday, just me rambling away about my opinions on things. Uh, just me, just my opinions, just my thoughts, random thoughts, if you will. And then Fridays, I like to calm it down and have a nice conversation with someone like I did today with Dr. Marsha Johnson. Uh, I have already recorded some other episodes, have some great Fridays lined up. So if you don't want to listen to me ramble away about what's going on in the world, that's fine. I get that. Just uh, set aside some Fridays because usually it's just a nice conversation with someone, not always real Hondo prep uh, affiliated, but at times it is. So uh, today was, and uh, there will be a lot more Real Hondo talk in the future. As I mentioned in the podcast, I do have a new podcast that is already uh, out and ready to go. Uh, it's called A Charge to Keep. First episode is out. We're working on getting a few more here. It is a podcast specifically dedicated to Real Hondo prep football. I will also talk other Real Hondo uh, athletics throughout the year, but it is uh, specifically for the Real Hondo prep football program, a weekly uh, a recap of games, uh, kind of a, a just a, a look back at Reels history and things of that nature. You don't want to miss that. It's very similar to what I did last year uh, on this podcast on the Monday's episodes during the Real Hondo season. Anyway, check that out if you haven't already. Like, subscribe, follow, all those good things. There's a YouTube channel. We're on Apple, uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, and Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, much like you listen to this show here. So uh, give us a like and a follow. Give me some feedback. Always love hearing from you guys. Uh, Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com is the best way to reach me there. And uh, let me know if you listen on Spotify, go ahead and click on the, uh, the, the, uh, the link there or the answer the question there. What was your favorite part of today's podcast? As I will continue to put that out on our Spotify uh, podcast specifically. But guys, that's it for me. Appreciate Dr. Johnson. Appreciate Real Hondo Prep. Already excited for next week's episodes. But for now, I need to take a breather. Enjoy the weekend and recharge the batteries. Guys, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.